everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sober. Busy Living Sober. Busy Living Sober. So here I am on, um, I don't know what day it is. Let's just be real. I know it's a Tuesday because I know it's the day to put up the new podcast. But beyond that, you know, I, we're living in, I call it, like to call it timeout land where, um, let's face it, we don't know what time it is and we don't know what day it is and uh, everything's okay that way. And that's kind of a nice thing, I have to say. Um, I'm dealing with life one day at a time. It's the only way I can do it. I hope everybody that's listening is feeling okay. I know there's a lot of people out there that are either A, turning to alcohol for the solution when they don't feel comfortable. Um, People that have been sober are picking up. People that never thought they had a drinking problem probably think they have a drinking problem now. Um, This is a very crazy time, and I'm not going to deny it. And I think that that is... um, The first thing to say is like, I think taking judgment out of our lives is really important today. Really, really, really important because my judgment, at least for me, can be askewed, right? I can judge things for being one way when they aren't that way. And if I get in my head and I think about things, I can make the smallest, most minutiae thing a big deal, a huge deal when it really isn't a big deal. And it's because I'm in my head and I'm making these stories up in my head that aren't true and just making these stories that are literally nothing into something that's huge. This person doesn't like me. This person hates me. Why does this person hate me? Why does this person think this about me? Oh my gosh, I don't like them. I'm not, you know, craziness. When we are alone and we are isolating, it's not a very good place for a person that has this disease of alcoholism and drug addiction. Our mental health is not good when we isolate. Isolation is a bad thing for an alcoholic, in my opinion. So this fact that we have to be isolated is somewhat problematic for an alcoholic and an addict because there's nothing worse than being stuck in our own heads. And, you know, when if you are an alcoholic and you're in recovery or you've been in recovery and you're like, I normally used to go out and do these certain things and you can't do them right now, it's a problem. And I know there's Zoom because I participate in Zoom every morning at 8 a.m., but that's not the same, right? I mean, you can't touch anybody when you're on Zoom, right? You can see them, but it's still not the same. You're not getting up, getting dressed, getting out of your house. And that, again, is like these are all recipes for disaster. So if you have picked up a drink, just get back on the wagon. If you're new to this and you want to try it, it is amazing. But it's um, a time where I think that we need to like have some sort of routine. I myself have a routine and it's um, I don't always like it. I have to be honest. Like this morning I got up and my husband was like, let's go walk the dogs or go for a bike ride. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that today. I feel like just laying here, (laughs) not get out of bed. I just wanted to lay in bed, play on my iPad, not do anything else. That was what I wanted to do this morning. I ended up, I did walk the dogs, which was good. But um, so I get up in the morning and I try and do something, whatever it may be. If it's only walking down the street and walking back, it's like at least getting outside. And, you know, I do see people, even though I've mentioned on here many times, a lot of people aren't doing social distancing, especially with dogs, and that's annoying. So I do try to go early enough that I don't see those people that don't have any clue to what they're doing and they aren't respecting the the, um, the distancing. But I get up and I do that. 
And then I go to that eight o'clock Zoom meeting. You know, I host a Zoom meeting and that's been really good. And then I try and do something else. If you're working, good for you. I know my husband's been working. My kids are working. All my kids are here. And that's been good for them. If you don't have a job that you need to go clock in and say, I'm there, you know, try something you've never tried before. I have always wanted to be a painter. I love painting. I love colors, what I love the most. I love seeing color. So I have been painting. I ordered some supplies on Amazon, but you can order them from Michael's. You can actually go to Michael's, put a mask on, buy a basic kit, start painting. If you've never painted and you want to paint, try it. Why not? What's the worst thing that happens? And again, our judgment says, oh, it isn't good when somebody else thinks it's really good. It's like, you know, take the judgment out. So painting is something good. Needle pointing, knitting, um, drawing, playing in your garden, do something every day that gets you out of yourself. If it's vacuuming, if it's going through closets, if it, if you get self-satisfaction, at least I do, when I complete something. I love it when I'm like done vacuuming a floor and you see all the lines. I know that sounds crazy, but that like gives me some self-satisfaction. I Yesterday, I cleaned out the refrigerator. I hate doing that job, but I did it. Um, Laundry. I'm doing laundry. I'm organizing. I'm getting rid of stuff I don't use anymore. All that stuff will keep you busy and out of your own head. Um, calling an old friend is huge today. I called a couple old friends I hadn't talked to in a really long time. And it ended up I was on the phone for like two hours for with each of them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a long time. And then eating. That's the other thing. Eating, eating, eating. I... Um, I realized that I was not fitting into my jeans, um, the jeans that I you know, put on before this epidemic happened, this pandemic happened, weren't fitting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, so what do I need to do? I'm kind of watching what I'm eating. I'm, um, I'm eating, but I'm just not eating the potato chips. I'm eating more vegetables. And now again, that the, the times are changing, you know, there's better vegetables out there in the stores and um, more fruits and that sort of thing. So picking out like some good things to eat if you're newly sober or you're wanting to get sober, make sure you have sweets. Sweets are huge. Do not judge yourself for eating a carton of um, icing, ice cream. I can tell you this. When I first got sober, I went to Baskin Robbins every single solitary day. Now, I know Baskin Robbins isn't open in most of the world today, but you can order ice cream. And you can order ice cream or you can go to the ice cream store. I know a lot of the little ice cream shops that are um, privately owned are still open because they're food. And you can go and pick up an ice cream, just call and order it. That's something huge. Get yourself an ice cream cone. Get yourself a cake. You know, I think some bakeries are still open and you can call and they'll bring it out to the car for you. You don't even have to get out of the car. But eating sweets when you're newly sober is really important because you're dealing with the, the sweet issue that you're missing from alcohol. Um, alcohol is full of full, especially wine, vodka, all those things are full of sugar. And um, replacing that sugar is very important in the beginning times of recovery. Um, making sure you have ice cream, candy, whatever it is that is your favorite thing, go get it. And you can self-indulge. If you have to indulge in it right now while you're getting through this time of not wanting to drink and you're like, I have to do something else, eat sweets. I'm giving you the green light. Go eat sweets. Again, no judgment. Eat whatever makes you, you know, makes you not want to drink. And if it fills you up and you're not drinking, hell, it's better than drinking, right? It's not going to hurt you. And eventually you can work it off. That's where the walking comes in. And you can either walk in the morning or work in the evening. And you can walk in rain and you can walk in 
I know some areas in the world are still snowing. Wherever it is, just get outside, walk, eat sweets, take care of yourself. You know, um, in lately, there's been a lot of topics that have been coming up where I've been going, you know, my 12-step groups, and we're talking a lot about self-pity. We're talking a lot about fear, and we're talking about, you know, how to get out of yourself. You know, self-pity is a real, uh, you know, character defect. It's a real, it's a real thing. It's a real thing when we feel sorry for ourselves. And right now is a huge time that people are feeling sorry for themselves. And rightfully so. I'm going to tell you, you have a right to feel sorry for yourself if you're not getting to be able to go to your job and you're not able to go to your school. I mean, I know my, you know, my kids are missing their school like crazy. They're in college and my daughter doesn't get to graduate, which is a huge thing. I mean, she's, she's been working so hard to get this accomplishment and now she doesn't get to have her celebration. And, you know, this was the first time in her life she actually said to me, mom, I really want to have a celebration. So if you're having, but the problem with the self-pity is, is that then you stuck, you're stuck in it and it feels like shit. It's like the worst when you're just sitting there going, oh, I like you don't, you can't get out of it. It's like this deep, dark hole we get ourselves into. And the only thing we think that's going to make us happy is a drug or a pill or weed and guess what? That's on the contrary, because those are all depressants. So they just add to it. They don't make it better. They make it worse. So it's so hard. But when you have that self-pity, how do you get out of yourself? Like you're sitting there at home and you're like, how do I get out of myself? How do I get out of this self-pity? How do I not feel so freaking bad? And the reality is, I'm just going to tell you a couple of realities. One, everybody's in the same boat. It doesn't matter if you're in America. It doesn't matter if you're in the North, if you're in the South, if you're in the West, if you're in the East. If you're living in anywhere in the world, everyone, everyone is going through the same thing. You are not alone. That, for me, always makes me feel better. I'm not alone. Oh, that's huge. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. That's a huge thing for me to not feel alone because a lot of times we feel like it's only us. It's only happening to us, but it's happening to everyone. So you're not alone. That's number one. So number two is getting out there and helping somebody else. I don't care if it's your next door neighbor, if it's your mom, if it's your dad, if it's feeding your kids, that's doing something for somebody else. If it's feeding your partner, if it's feeding your partner's kids, if it's feeding, you know, the next door neighbor, bringing cookies to the person that you know down the street isn't doing well, you know, doing something for someone else that's, that can be so small as like bringing them the newspaper that was sitting in their driveway and you walk past and you just leave it on the stoop and they don't even know you did it. That's doing something for somebody else. Doing something for someone else always gets us out of self-pity because guess what? I can't feel sorry for myself if I'm busy doing something for someone else. I'm being of service. That's as human beings, that's what's so important. You aren't going to want to go, oh my gosh, I want to go get a drink. No, I want to go help somebody down the street. I know someone down the street needs help. You know, I've been seeing where I am locally right now. I'm in Florida and South Florida, and there's a lot of people that don't have food. You know, they don't have food to feed their families. They work in the restaurant industry and this and the service industry, and they don't have, you know, a lot of those people live paycheck to paycheck. So they need help. And so go, I just saw that they need people to go hand out food. If you're able, go hand out food at a food bank. That would be an awesome thing to do, right? They're always looking for volunteers. And if you're not sick, you could do that. Offer to walk your neighbor's dog. You know, there's so many ways to get out of self-pity that 
are things you wouldn't think about and is uncomfortable and it's hard to get out. I, I, I do also want to point out it's hard to get out of self-pity because it sometimes feels comfortable because it's what you've been doing for so long. How do you get out of it if you've been doing it for so long? You're like, I don't even know how to not feel sorry for myself. I think that's the thing. It's a thing not to not how to not feel because when if you've been living in self-pity for a really long like decades, I know people that have lived in self-pity for decades and decades and decades, and it's so sad because they can't live life because all they think about is themselves. And as alcoholics, we're you know, we're selfish anyway. So it's like it's a double-edged sword right here, people. And um, going to the judgment and the self-judgment and going, you know what? I'm not a bad person. If we start with, with repeating to ourselves every day, I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person. I love me. I love me. I've mentioned this many times. I used to do this Louise Hay mirror, music, mirror work. And it was like I put a Post-it note on my mirror. And no, it sounds crazy. And I felt like I was crazy doing it. But I put a Post-it note that said, I love Elizabeth. I put a post-it note on my computer. I love Elizabeth. You know, that was something that gave me, I'd read it and I like get this stupid smile on my face. Like, what am I doing this for? Okay, I'm going to do it. But it's like faking it till you make it, right? Like you keep doing it because you want to start something new. You're like, all right, I'm going to try this and I'm going to keep trying it. I have to tell you, it worked. It didn't work in a minute. It didn't work in an hour. It didn't work in a day. It took time. It took time for me to like myself. It took a lot of time for me to no longer think, oh my God, I'm a loser. I'm, you know, I've got this wrong with me. I've got that wrong with me. If anybody knew me, you know, somebody said to me earlier today, someone said, you know, the way we talk to ourselves in our heads is just, it's just, it's so, it's so, debilitating. It's so hurtful. It's so, we wouldn't talk to anybody the way we talked about ourselves in our own heads about ourselves. You know, when we are in our addiction, it's like all we want to do is just feel terrible and we feel terrible physically. And then we feel terrible emotionally. And how do we get out of it? How do we get out of feeling so bad? Well, we've got to take steps towards feeling better. We have to. And they're baby steps. I'm not saying milestones. I'm not saying go freaking run a fucking 5K. I'm saying go walk down your driveway and back. That's something. Go walk to the end of your property line. Go walk around the block. I'm not saying go walk a mile. I'm saying just do a little something that's different that you've never done. It gets you out of yourself. It gets you out of self-pity. Just getting into action, whatever that action is. If it's picking up that phone that weighs 8 billion pounds and saying, I'm going to call somebody else and say hi. Because when you're doing that, you're out of you. You're not sitting there thinking about just you. If you love to bake, bake. Bake, order stuff to bake, order flour and eggs and milk if you can and bake. You know, these times are so hard, but I know that everybody has something out there that they can do that doesn't cost a thing, that gives them peace of mind. If it's looking through old pictures and thinking of memories, if they're happy memories, have those happy memories. Put on music. Music for me is always key. And of those of you that don't follow me on Facebook, which is Elizabeth Chance Fagley, you know, I'm on Facebook and I do these every day. Once a day, I go and I do a live video for like, you know, it can be two minutes, literally two minutes. And, um, 
you know, the other day I, I got in my car and I just, I had to get in my car and I was just sitting in my driveway and I got in my car and I put on my favorite, I love the Billy Joel station. So I put on Billy Joel and I sat in my driveway and I just jammed out in my driveway to Billy Joel. Like if anybody has a place that they can go, headphones you can put on, put on your headphones, listen to iTunes or whatever it is, Spotify, whatever it is that you like to listen to. If you already just have an MP3 player, play your music that you love. Doing something to get out of yourself is so imperative that it's unbelievable. Sorry, I have ears everywhere I go. I have no privacy in my house, so I have to go walk away from where my child's getting ice. Um, but getting out of yourself and not having judgment, those are huge, huge things. And not having fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of what's going to happen. Fear of what may happen, what may not happen. Fear of how you're going to deal with your feelings. Fear of how you're not going to deal with your feelings. Fear of picking up a drink. Fear of not picking up a drink. Those are all real things that you can feel today. They're feelings. Feelings aren't facts. Feelings can change. But acknowledging it and doing something about it is what is imperative. It's getting into the action. And if the action is writing down your fear, write it down on a piece of paper and read it to somebody and say, is this real? Is this fear real? Is it real or is it made up? And is it okay to feel this way? Because it is okay to feel scared today because let's face it, you put on the news, it's scary. We are living in a scary time. But that doesn't make picking up a drink is going to make it better. Picking up a drink or a drug is not going to make the fear go away. In fact, it's just going to make it worse. Because now you're going to have fear with a hangover or fear with regret or fear with shame or fear with, you know, of what somebody's going to think about you, which is, by the way, none of your business. That's a huge thing also I want to point out today. What others think about, of us, think about us is none of our business. One may think one thing, another may think another, and does it really matter? No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It's about what you think about you. And if you're repeating the same patterns constantly and saying the same things to yourself every single solitary day that aren't true, that you're not worth it, that you're a loser, that you're, you're an alcoholic, and if you were an alcoholic, you would feel the same way you do. Those are all lies. That's all lies that you're filling into your own head. That Those aren't truths. You're not a loser. You're not a loser. Have, be, have, being an alcoholic is having a disease. It doesn't mean you're, there's something socially wrong with you. It doesn't mean you're a loser. It doesn't mean that you're less than anybody else. It just means that you, when you pick up a drink, you tend to overindulge. And you do things that you would never do on a normal basis. So how do you get out of it? How do you get out of it? One day at a time, one second at a time, one minute at a time, one hour at a time. It's not going to happen like that. It's going to take time. Time takes time. Falling in love with yourself takes time. Starting new patterns is takes time. All of it takes time. How you're going to feel, what you're going to do, what works for you, what is your favorite color. Those are all things that I didn't even know when I was still drinking. I was like a robot just doing what I was supposed to do when I was drinking. All I wanted to do was get drunk or stoned anytime I could so I didn't have to have these feelings. And the reality is that I just did it one day at a time. One day at a time, I didn't pick up a drink. One day at a time, I just said, all right, I'm not going to drink today. Maybe I'm going to drink tomorrow, but I'm not going to drink today. I'm not going to drink today. Today, I'm going to take care of myself 
and I'm going to not drink. And whatever that means for me, if that means that I'm, I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to go to Baskin Robbins or to an ice cream store and just eat sweets for the next, you know, whatever, that's what I'm going to do. But anytime I felt sorry for myself or I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. I want to do something. I've got so much fear. I have so much self-pity. I don't know what to do. Then that's when I had to find something that I wanted to do. I didn't even care what it was. If it's literally going and saying, all right, I'm just going to walk down my stairs, up and down my stairs three times. I'm going to walk across my house. If you live on one side or your apartment, go across that apartment and back and back and forth, whatever. Listen to music that you wouldn't normally listen to that you've wanted to listen to. Do an insight timer. That's free. It's free. Do insight timer. Find I can tell you right now, Deepak and Oprah have a 21-day meditation that is free. You Google Deepak, Oprah, Hope, and it'll come up. It's 21 days. It's 20 minutes. If you can only make it through two minutes of listening to it, that's good. You know, you know if you make it through 20 minutes, superb. But don't put the judgment on yourself. That's what I want you to focus on. If you can focus on not judging yourself, that would be huge, Right? huge. Can something not be bad and not be good? It just is. That's a huge thing. It's huge to get to that place where it doesn't have to, you don't have to label something as good or bad because we sometimes don't know what's good or what's bad because let's face it. I think that sometimes this pandemic, there are times that it's been really good. I've had to slow down. I don't run around like I used to. Obviously there's no one to nowhere to run to. I'm hanging out with my kids, something I norm I have I never thought I was going to get again. My kids went off to college and I thought that's it. And I got this time. That's a gift. The planets, the planet Earth is so happy. The birds are so happy. The mammals are so happy. The sea life is so happy. They all get to just go swim and do what they want to do that they that we human beings have interfered with. That's a good thing. So we put a bad notion on it, but it's actually a good notion. And, you know, it's our perspective and our being able to say, I don't want to have judgment about this feeling I'm having today. I don't want to judge it. I just want to have it. I just want to have the feeling. And I'm going to say it's not bad or it's good. It's just a feeling and it's going to move on to the next thing. You know, it's like a headache. You get a headache. You take aspirin. It goes away. You have a feeling. You do something different and it changes. And you can have a billion feelings in one day. You know, and we are we have a right to have feelings and we have a right to change our mind and we have a right, right to look at things and say, you know what, I love this. I love my life, I love me. It's been tough, but God has me here for a reason. I don't know what the reason is, but I'm enough to live for me. And I might not know why I'm here, and that's okay. One day maybe I will, and one day maybe I won't. But I want to do something good while I'm here. And if that goodness is just saying, giving somebody a smile in your neighborhood, that's a huge thing for someone. You know, a lot of people feel alone, and a lot of people feel lonely. And you don't have to. You don't have to be alone. This disease wants you alone. It wants you dead. It wants you taking it till you, till you don't have to feel anymore. And that's not good. I want you to know I'm there for you. 
I'm there for you. You know, I'm doing this new thing with, I'm doing these interviews with people that are writing to me and want to come on the show. I have to tell you, I, I, every time anybody writes to me and says, can I come on your show? Will you interview me? I'm like, I just want you to know it's me and my cell phone. This is not very fancy. This isn't about money. This is just about sharing the experience, strength and hope and helping another person feel like they don't have to feel alone anymore. I didn't know that there's some people out there and if there's, you don't believe in God or you do believe in God, you know, something is out there. We all know that there's something out there and what is it? It doesn't even matter. Just being able to talk to something that you can't see is huge for me. I call my higher power God. I love God and he listens to me. And I pray, and I pray even though I don't even know sometimes what I'm praying for and doesn't even matter what it is that I'm praying for and what it looks like and what it feels like and what it tastes like. I have no idea. That's okay, too. It's okay. It's all okay if we make it okay. It's our heads that make it not okay. It's our heads that put the negative spin. It's not the positive spin. You can look at anything in your brain and change the way you look at it. It just takes practice. And you might say, oh my gosh, today that rose looks beautiful. Tomorrow that rose looks great. That rose looks like shit, you know, but that's your way of changing. How are you going to change your perspective? How are you going to change your judgment to love rather than hate? We all want to love. We all feel we want someone to love us. We want that hole in our bodies to be filled with love and not hate and not sadness. And when we reach for the drugs and we reach for the alcohol, all it does is fill the hole, but all the sadness, remorse, bitterness, fear, self-loathing, self-pity, all of it's still there. All of it's there. It's just telling you lies that you're okay for that second. But the problem is we don't want to live our lives with just in a second of feeling good. We should be able to feel good all the time. All the time. You know, I was so happy the first, oh God, the first year I got sober, I was so happy when I'd get up in the morning and I'd just see my car there. I was like, damn, that's good. My car's there and everything's on it that's supposed to be on it. You know, that gave me such happiness. It was like, damn, I want to feel like this every day. And then waking up and remembering what I did the night before. That was another huge thing because for so long I didn't remember. You know, I'm a blackout drinker from the age of 13. So I never remembered anything. So when I woke up in the morning and I could remember what I did the night before, I was like, oh, my God, I just won the freaking lottery. I remember what I did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yay. So having that. You know, that gave me another step to take another step and an ability to take another step. And we're all just going to keep walking. It's walking to the light instead of walking to the darkness. Do I want to be light or do I want to be in or do I want to be sad? Do I want to be right or is it okay for me to be wrong? Does it really even matter? No, it's perception again. It's love in your heart. It's love in your heart. It's letting yourself be kind. It's letting yourself be kind to yourself today. It's knowing it's okay. It's okay. This too shall pass. We will make it through this pandemic. We will. If you're willing to give yourself the time and the effort to try something new, to try something different, to try to get into action in a way that you never wanted to. All of that is so important. 
taking the time to fall in love with you is going to take time. It's going to take time to forgive yourself. It's going to take time for you to forgive others. But you can do it. You can do it one day at a time. One day at a time. You're just going to work for it one day at a time. One day at a time. No judgment. Don't let fear win. Have some faith. And reach out. Don't be alone. I promise you if you write to me, I will write you back. I write everybody back that writes to me. Even the people that want to come on my show and sell stuff. I even write them back and tell them, do you even listen to my show, by the way? Because I'm not about money. I'm about helping somebody else. I want you to know that I thought that I was going to live my life and I die drunk and alone, hating myself. And I took that hardest step and I reached out and I asked for help and I got honest with somebody else. Reach out if that has to be me. Reach out to me. You can always reach out to me at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busy, B-U-S-Y, livingsober.com. And I'll spell it all out for you. B-I-Z-Z-Y, at the at symbol, B-U-S-Y, living, L-I-V-I-N-G, sober, S-O-B-E-R.com. So that's all I have for you today. I do have somebody coming on this week that will be on on Thursday. So we'll have a new podcast up on Thursday that I'm doing. Thursdays is like my interview day, I guess. My day that I'm having on people that to share their experience, strength, and hope. And then Tuesdays you have me and you'll have Wheezy every once in a while. And you'll have JF hopefully again soon. And it won't just be me. But sometimes you just get me, everybody. So until next Tuesday or until Thursday. Keep getting busy living sober. And reach out if you have any questions, concerns, topics you want me to cover. Please reach out. You know that you are not alone. You are not alone. I want you to remember that. And getting busy living sober is getting busy living sober today. Not yesterday and not tomorrow. Just today. Get busy living sober today. Until next week. Talk to you later, everybody. Have a great day. And please stay safe and healthy healthy and sane. Safe, healthy, and sane. Bye, everybody.